Welcome to Your Pursuit of Happiness, the podcast for people working in the Irish fintech and financial services industry. Let's get started. Right, so uh, today, delighted to be joined by Gavin Pitcher, uh, who's Head of Corporate Finance and Tech Advisory for CKS uh, Corporate Finance. Welcome to the podcast, Gavin. Lovely to have you here. Thanks, Paul. Look, delighted to be here. Uh, I'm going to make you a little bit jealous. I'm currently sitting in 23 degrees in Valencia. Uh, I believe there's a heat wave coming to Ireland, but <laughs> looking, at, uh, looking at what's on the weather map, it doesn't look to be quite as good as here, but uh, good, good to see you nonetheless. Yeah, good to see you. I, I am jealous. Uh, I'm hoping it does hit for the weekend as I'm actually bringing a boat down to Cork. So. Lovely. <laughs> Very good. Um, so uh, we're, we're working with CKS at the minute uh, on the recruitment and corporate finance executive. I'm delighted to be partnering with CKS and with Gavin on this. Uh, so there's a really good opportunity to get Gavin on the podcast, have a chat about who CKS are, what you guys do, what makes you attractive and get a little bit of your story as well. Um, so maybe just to kick it off, Gavin, can you give us a little bit of insight into who CKS are and why it was set up? Yeah, no problem at all. So CKS is actually in its 14th year overall. Uh, it was set up around kind of 2009 by Connor Sheehan, who's the CEO. Um, his own background is the uh, IBI, the Investment Bank of Ireland. And he's also done a bunch of other things, but he's been the CEO and CFO of various tech companies that he's you know raised, raised VC money exited and you know done relatively well out of that so he set up cks in 2009 when people were asking him to look at how they could sort out potential debt problems hmm. so for a long time and i'll get to where cks is today but for a long time connor originally started the business because he was dealing with uh, significant debt exposures you know far greater than a million and people like you know the simple example is you know partner in a law firm might be making a nice, you know, really good six-figure salary, but has been given loans for, you know, simple example, apartment block in Bulgaria. Obviously, mm. we had a big crash. We all, most people remember that anyway. And that's just the PL no longer matches the balance sheet to put it into financial parlance. And Connor would have been negotiating on behalf of these people with, you know, banks before there was uh, vulture funds in the market, before banks had those kind of debt resolution departments. Mm which are now quite key to it. Uh, so that's how he built the business. And he had built up a team of kind of five, six people doing that. Uh, I joined in late 2018 because Connor was seeing that the market was changing, still plenty of debt work, and we still do plenty of debt work. But people were asking us to look at uh, more non-debt, more traditional corporate finance stuff. So I joined uh, to try and build out that team. So in 2019, I really kind of started into that. We did a couple of early stage fundraisings. Uh, we did a large MBO, which actually didn't work, unfortunately. We raised the money twice. It ended up in the high court. Hell of a learning curve, but it didn't happen. So, you know, you get to trade on your deals. I would describe us as, at the time, describe us as really well known because people knew who Connor was, but very poorly branded because people didn't talk about and still don't talk about, you know, the potential debt problems they have. So while our business is built on confidentiality, that has always been a cornerstone and it's built out of that corner of the debt. So mm. now we are, we've, you know, I've been here since 2019, late 2018, really got dug in 2019, building out the tech business. So we, so tech and general corporate finance, but we've actually, 
started with where we noticed a niche in good tech advisory in the Irish market. So we went after that and we've been lucky enough to do some really great deals. And that's uh, that's where the company is today. So growing well, I've hired two people and I'm actually about to hire my third. And this is to continue expanding the team. Uh, you mentioned because of the work that you guys were doing at the start, that CKS probably wasn't well known given it was a lot of debt work. Uh, just around branding, like your website looks totally different to every other corporate finance website you'll see. Uh, any of my interactions with you have been probably a bit different to most of the interactions I've had with people in corporate finance. You, you don't seem to have that almost uh, stuffy, for the want of a better word, traditional corporate finance um, brand or, or way of presenting. What's that about? Um, so yeah, a little bit that came as part of the same thing when I joined of trying to change. And that was in process and fairness before I even joined. But the goal is, and it's just to be true to ourselves as much as anything, um, Connor would be considered a non-conventional character. And mm. we're trying to build out this business our own way. Um, I have nothing wrong with traditional corporate finance. There are yeah. some very good practitioners around. But our goal is to try and show that we can do this in the right way and achieve for clients. But it doesn't have to be a battle. We're trying to be part of the team and we go deeper. So... You know, we want to really understand the business, not just do one quick bit of negotiation and kind of yeah. step up. Uh, and that, that website and that branding kind of just reflects it, which in fairness has been fantastic in the market we saw, which is the tech, where the reality is yeah, yeah. younger entrepreneurs. And we've worked with some entrepreneurs in their early 20s. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it's funny, actually. Uh, Laura, who runs the tech side for us, um, would have opened up Bank of Ireland's branch in Grand Canal, and her clientele changed completely. The high net worths were, you know, more likely to be coming in hoodies and t-shirts rather than suited and booted. So it's, it's a little bit different. Um, in terms of your own background then, Gavin, can you give us a, a bit of a sense of where you came from? Yeah, sure. So I joined CKS from uh, EY, uh, where I spent about five years. Uh, I originally trained there. Uh, I did my accounting exams there. I was a little older than your standard accounting mm. graduate. Uh, prior to that, I'd done a bunch of other stuff, but recently I'd actually been working on a local enterprise level, advising startups and businesses. And I actually just really liked it. Yeah. Uh, but what I found was by, from my project management background in my old world uh, was that I was talking about the numbers more. So I actually joined EY to get my, to get qualified. Um, I decided to join the audit department. I did about two years there and I made, it was able to move uh, and I joined kind of restructuring where I did a very short, sharp six months, really interesting, huge learning curve. Uh, and then I got asked to help out on some transaction teams. So I actually did a couple of loan. Well, I worked on a couple of loan book sales, uh, big things with some of the bigger banks. And then I went into I did a little time in financial services restructuring because that was becoming around Brexit yeah. and in working with international banks that were looking at Ireland. Uh, but I actually preferred, you know, heart of hearts. I always wanted to get back into the deal world. And when the opportunity came to join CKS and actually try and, you know, build a business effectively within another business, that was really appealing. And so like the corporate finance market has been pretty hot from a recruitment perspective for a while, but you assumed there were other things out there, but what was it that attracted you and continues to attract you to CKS? Um, we probably do things a little differently. Um, 
we work incredibly hard to be fair but we are a little bit more relaxed on certain elements of it you know i don't bring a deck with me to every cup of coffee i have i like to meet people and try and you know best i can be as genuine as i can be because what i found is when people hire corporate finance they do think of that sort of you know stuffy you know laid down shirt you know real down to the detail of well what what we can get for an a bit adjustment here or there and that's all important but at the end of the day, most of what you're doing, whether it's raising funds or helping someone buy or sell their business, it's the most important for a founder. It's the most important part of their life, right? It's usually mm-hmm. upwards of 10 years of work, if, if not more. But it's, you know, where they've spent all their time and they not to, want to at least know that you're genuine. So that, that's what continues to attract me. The fact that I get to go and talk to people. I'm also super lucky that I love doing this. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not really work when you actually love doing it. And I found Connor, who works harder than anyone, and would openly admit that he loves it too. So we're really lucky to have gotten and found that kind of working relationship and be able to go and do that in a market. Yeah, that's that's come up twice now. You know that ability to kind of be yourself, and uh, the word that keeps popping to mind for me is being authentic. Yeah, I think you know you have to be authentic. So you know we have plenty of awkward conversations. I sit there and there are hard yard negotiations where you have to tell people what it is and why often, you know, on the other side of the negotiation, trying to, you know, bend a deal and bring it to the best possible outcome without breaking it. So, you know, we've plenty of hard yards, but you have to be authentic on the other end. It's always much easier if you can yeah. kind of put down the swords, so to speak, and actually be friendly again, you know? Uh, in terms of some of the deals that you've worked on, we've spoken about a few already. What have stood out to you as being, challenging interesting uh so we've done a bunch of great deals um part of the thing we also try to bring to the process that's worth pointing out is how important timing is so so once you get to that point of you're actually going to do a deal there is you know negotiating the term sheet and negotiating the commercials is super important but then is getting to cash in bank that's the that's the bit that i feel gets overlooked a lot running the process to the end so two of my most interesting deals and they happen to be two of my most well-known uh, you know, tombstone, so to speak, is we were involved in selling a business to Apple that closed a couple of weeks pre-COVID. And mm. I, I personally am convinced it probably wouldn't have happened after that. I don't know that for a fact. And then one of our really recent deals is we sold a business. We were part of the team to sell the business because another important thing is it's not my deal. It's their deal. We're yeah. only here to help. But we sold a business to uh, Twitter. And in the last couple of days of that, there was good old jokes about Elon and, you know, bids and all that. But the practical reality is if that bid had been accepted before completion, I'm not sure that would have actually completed mm. because it changes the dynamic. There's a new owner, everything has to stop and we have to figure out where to go. So there is risk everywhere. And while selling a business is super important, if you have a deal and then it falls apart and I've seen that happen, it's really important to be there and dug in to make sure you try and keep it on the rails and do it in as quick as possible so you're not you can minimize the risk of unknown unknowns what's the vision gavin for your world within cks um so now as we grow and we have two separate departments with kind of the debt resolution and the corporate finance tech advisory uh within ireland we're probably as the smaller corporate finance pr- practitioners go around around the same in terms of staff levels on a european or international basis i'd very much call us boutique uh, about half of our business now is entirely outside of ireland 
uh, a real recent one we raised we were part of the team that raised a lot of money for a company called Masabi from XL KKR so that's a mm. London company with an East Coast US CEO and we actually got a West Coast investor after doing an international uh, fundraise where we talked to upwards of kind of 50 parties to get through and get some interesting term sheets and get a deal done I see the vision as continuing into that. I want to be the premier corporate finance advisor in Ireland, or at least one of them. IBI obviously has the history. Everyone, everyone knows them. But we have done a lot of great tech deals, and I want to try to continue doing the great tech deals that come, but also move into the non-tech stuff, because that's just as interesting in reality. It doesn't sound as cool as necessarily selling a company to Twitter, but the reality is those are really interesting deals, really interesting people. And I'd like to dig into that market while also building out the brand internationally. Uh, so we have we get referrals now from the UK. We have US clients just mm. because all of our business, thankfully, to date has been kind of word of mouth. People who've seen what we can do, how we do it and want to work with us again. Yeah, I, I think it's very similar. Anytime I talk to someone in corporate finance, the parallels between recruitment and corporate finance, actually, and that referral business for us is, is our kind of lifeblood. Nothing better than referral business. Um, for someone coming into your team, Gavin, what can they expect in, I know there's no typical day in the life of a corporate financier, but uh, what, what might it look like on a daily basis, weekly basis, monthly basis? Yeah, sure. So you're right. You know, all sorts of things come in. We see all the good, the bad and the ugly of interesting deals. Um, luckily, with the referral world and things that we see, we often talk to people that we have to turn down. Uh, so the team spends some time working on, you know, we try to at least provide a little bit of what we think, even if we're not going to, if we're going to turn down business, because you know, there's only so many hours in the day. There's only so many people you think you can get a business sold or get some money raised for so the team would do a lot, a lot of research into general industries uh, or very specific industries, looking at you know why something might work, why something wouldn't. Uh, then when we get into deals, it's kind of all hands on deck that you're you know, running process. I describe a little bit of it as a project management style job yeah. because you're we try to really lean in of not just working with you know founders and buyer. There's also solicitors on both sides. There's shareholders on both sides. There's employees who need to figure out you know, what, when they are eventually told of a process, what's their new world going to look like? Excuse me, there's tax implications on all of that. So project managing that stuff day to day, end to end is an important part of the job. Uh, and then I think any kind of higher at this level, we try really hard to make sure you get exposure to everything. You know, COVID and our new way of working has actually made that easier because it doesn't really matter if we pop onto a call. You know, you can add, add, add somebody else so they can be there in the room when you get to those important points so people can kind of see what the next roles are and what's expected of them in the future. But then, you know, you're also spending a lot of time building or validating models. Uh, we try to, you know, own some of the models and things, the financial projections, so that we as well as the business can, you know, understand them and see what works, what doesn't, and what will play. Well, we, we have an opinion, if nothing else, on what will play well and what won't. And I ask anyone who joins to kind of jump in and, you know, give their opinion because mm. I, I want to hear it. Uh, and on that, so what is it for you that makes CKS an attractive proposition for someone who's looking at other corporate finance firms uh, and potentially thinking about CKS? 
Uh, I honestly don't think anybody would get the same level of deal exposure, even just the variety of different things, whether we do them or not, as you as you get in CKS anywhere else. Uh, I think cases like the big four and the, you know, so the Irish investment banks or even the UK investment banks, it's a lot more segmented. There's mm. clear roles and clear responsibilities. We have clear responsibilities. Uh, there's definitely no hiding, but I think people get the opportunity to quickly jump in and prove what they have. I'm willing to give people effectively as much rope as they can handle. Mm. But well, obviously trying to maintain a supportive, we're all learning. You yeah. know, I don't think there's anything wrong with being wrong. Yeah, sometimes you're, I'm often wrong, but it's about just understanding and learning from that. And I think we do that as well, if not better than anywhere else. In terms of what you're looking for outside of the technical requirements, what's important for you in terms of fit? So I, I did see you shared a document with me and it was people you like working with, uh, which I assume is companies. And it was the intersection of get shit done, know how to have fun and dream big. Is that similar for someone coming in to work with you? Yeah, that's that's really similar. So I found that, in fairness, I think that uh, document or that, can't remember the name of it, but I think that might have been done by the founder of LinkedIn. And it's one of those things I saw and we just mm. really liked and I showed it to Connor and he really liked because it, it epitomized our culture and yeah. the kind of people we like to work with. Uh, employees and staff are exactly the same. We are a fairly close-knit team. So the fit with everybody is really important. Uh, and, you know, the ability to get stuff done and interact and just work together, that kind of collaboration, work hard, play hard is somewhat the philosophy, you know? Perfect. Gavin, uh, really appreciate your time and your insight. Uh, we're going to be posting this podcast. There'll be a link on, this, on the job ad if anyone is listening and you're interested in getting in touch about opportunities with CKS and Gavin's team, get in touch with me directly, paul at ttorml.com. Uh, and we'll take it from there. Gavin, thanks again for your time. No problem, Paul. Thank you very much. Thanks for joining us today on Your Pursuit of Happiness, the podcast for people working in the Irish fintech and financial services industry. For show notes and other goodies, go to www.toptierrecruitment.com forward slash podcast. That's toptierrecruitment.com forward slash podcast. Remember to subscribe and feel free to rate and review the show. We appreciate your support. See you next time.